Hey, thank you for joining me for tonight's Midweek Moment. I really appreciate you taking time. And I say that because I know time is very valuable to all of us. So the fact that you're blocked out a little bit of time to join us for tonight's study means a lot to me. Make sure you share uh, tonight and uh, let's get as many people connected as we possibly can. Tonight we're going to begin uh, talking about the first miracle of Jesus Christ. We're in John chapter 2. And uh, so far in John chapter 1, John has established that Jesus is the Word of God. He is the eternal Word of God. He is the life-giving Word of God. He is the incarnate Word of God. We also saw in John chapter 1 that Jesus called His disciples and now they are following Him. We pick up the narrative in John chapter 2. And again, we're talking about the first miracle of Jesus. And let me just say this from the get-go tonight. Miracles still happen today. There's no reason to believe they don't. There is no biblical evidence that would indicate that miracles stopped in biblical times and don't happen today. In fact, if, if you have friends that tell you that miracles don't happen today, lean in. You need to find some new friends. You need to surround yourself with people who believe in the Word of God who believe that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And sometimes our life gets so complicated, we need divine intervention, we need a miracle. So I just want to get that on the table from the get-go tonight. Miracles still happen today. Let's pick it up in John chapter 2, verse number 1. The next day, there was a wedding celebration in the village of Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there. And Jesus and his disciples were also invited to the celebration. The wine supply ran out during the festivities. So Jesus' mother told him, they have no more wine. They have no more wine. So we know the setting is a wedding. We know the wedding takes place in Galilee. And we have to understand that a Jewish wedding was extremely important. It was a big part of the Jewish culture. And when they had a wedding, it would be a party. Rather than the bride and groom leaving after the ceremony for a honeymoon, they would have a celebration. And sometimes that celebration would last an entire week. And what would happen is the wedding party would be treated like royalty by the guest and by other family members. So that is the setting. Jewish culture, wedding, extremely important. It tells us that they ran out of wine. Now let me just say this, okay? The Bible talks about wine. I don't want people to say, okay, well, you know, wine in the Bible. Let's all go out and start drinking and get, get drunk. No, the Bible con condemns drunkenness. It condemns intoxication. So don't use stuff like this to, uh, to encourage or to justify ridiculous behavior, okay? Wine was a big part of the Jewish culture. They're at a wedding, wine is a big deal, and they ran out of wine, okay? So what can we learn from this first miracle? Well, I think first and foremost, we, we understand and we learn that Jesus is a miracle worker. Let me say it again. He is a miracle worker. Let's pick it up in verse number four. You ready? Dear woman, that's not our problem, Jesus replied. My time has not yet come. 
So again, Mary looks at Jesus and says, we have a problem. They ran out of wine. And Jesus looks at Mary and says, that's not my problem. Now, how do we interpret that? How do we interpret that response? Well, it doesn't mean that he doesn't care about the bride and groom. That's not, that's not what he's saying there. And it certainly doesn't mean that he's being disrespectful to his mother. I've heard people say, well, he was so disrespectful to his mother and put her in her place. No, that's not what he did. I think what he was doing is reminding his mother and reminding his disciples that he got his agenda and his timetable from his heavenly father, not from people here on earth. We know throughout the gospels that Jesus would say, I'm here to do the will of my father. Okay, I'm here to do the works of my father. So Jesus was simply saying, hey, my agenda comes from my heavenly father. It's not established by people here on earth. So the question is, why did he decide then to perform the miracle? Well, I think it's because he cares about people. He really does care about people. And let me just say this. When, when we face situations in our life, Jesus cares about our situations. So I think he performed the miracle because he cares. I think also because he came to bring joy to people. Now, we know sometimes life robs us of joy. Sometimes circumstances rob us of joy. But Jesus said, I've come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. So even in times of lack or times of disappointment, there's still joy available to us. I also think it reminds us that he meets not only our needs, but he gives us even more than we need or more than we deserve. That's really what the grace of God is all about. God doing for us what we can't do for ourselves. And I would also say this, I think he performed the miracle to let everyone know that nothing, nothing is impossible with him. I think he also performed the miracle uh, that he might receive glory and that people would begin to believe in him. In fact, in John chapter 2, verse number 11, here's what it says. This miraculous sign at Cana in Galilee was the first time Jesus revealed his glory and his disciples believed in him. I believe that God did miracles then I believe that God does miracles today so that people believe in Him. Now it says the disciples believed in Him. So let me clarify something. The disciples believed in Him, but I think this increased their belief. So let me say that I think God does miracles so that people who don't believe in Jesus will begin to believe in Jesus. And I think He does miracles for us so that those of us who do believe in Him will believe even more more. Jesus is the miracle worker. Now, what does this teach us about miracles? Okay, and I could, I could speak on this subject for the next six or seven weeks, but I'm just going to give you a few things. And first, I want to read from John chapter 2, verse number 5. But his mother told the servants, do whatever he tells you. Standing nearby were six stone water jars used for Jewish ceremonial washing. Each could hold 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus told the servants, watch this, fill the jars with water. And when the jars had been filled, he said, now dip some out and take it to the master of ceremonies. 
So the servants followed his instructions. The servants followed his instructions. There is so much we learn about miracles, so much we learn from this one. I just wanna share with you three little thoughts, three truths I think we learn from this first miracle. First of all, miracles are needed or necessary when we face a crisis. When we face a crisis. This was a crisis for this family. Their backs were against the wall. They had run out of wine. Again, socially, it would have been a public embarrassment. And uh, this would have been viewed in that town or community as dishonoring the guests. And no, no Jewish individual would want to be uh, disrespected or feel like they've disrespected someone else. When we face a crisis, when our back is against the wall, that's, that's when we need miracles in our life. You know, I've, I've had people say to me, oh, I, you know, I, I want a miracle every day in my life. Let me just caution you, and here's why. A miracle happens when God transcends the laws of nature. That's what a miracle is. He transcends the laws of nature. Think about this. If I need a miracle every day in my life, that means my life is so messed up that God has to transcend the laws of nature. Now, I believe in miracles, but man, I don't want to be so messed up and so out of whack that I need a miracle every day of my life. So, yes, miracles happen, and they happen when we're facing a crisis. The second thing is miracles can happen anywhere. Anywhere. They were at a wedding, okay? This wasn't a Sunday morning service. This wasn't a miracle service with some well-known speaker. No, this was at a wedding in Cana of Galilee. And I think it's important that we understand that we sometimes miss God because we think that God only moves at certain times in certain places. That, that somehow miracles only happen inside the four walls of the church. And that's not true, friend. I'm going to tell you something. Miracles can happen anywhere. They can happen in church. They can happen in, in, at your living, in your living room. They can happen in your bedroom. They can happen at a park. They can happen at a Bible study. God is not limited by time. He is not limited by any geographical location. God can perform a miracle anywhere, anytime our life is in crisis. The third thing that I think we learn here is that miracles happen when there's no one there to encourage us, when we can find no encouragement. Now remember, his mother said, hey, they've run out of wine. <laughs> and Jesus said, that's not my problem, okay? She didn't get a whole lot of encouragement. And sometimes when our life is out of kilter, when our life is out of balance, when we're facing a crisis, when when, when we need a miracle, sometimes there's nobody around us to encourage us. Sometimes there's nobody around us to put an arm around us and say, hey, I'm gonna believe God with you. I'm, go I'm gonna pray and trust God with you. There are times we feel all alone, okay? But the good news is, He can work miracles even when we don't have anybody or we don't think we have anybody in our corner, okay? So there are times when we pray and we don't get an answer. Uh, there are times when we reach out and no one reaches back 
with encouragement or assistance. There are times when we feel, and I felt this, that God has forgotten about me or God doesn't care about me, but He does. He hasn't forgotten about us. He's still available to us. Now watch this. This is great. Verse number five. His mother said to the servants, whatever He says to you, do it. Whatever He says to you, do it. If I could give any advice to anyone, any spiritual advice, I would give this advice. Whatever Jesus tells us to do, we should do it. Whatever the Bible tells us we should do, we should do it. Sometimes the Lord tells us something or shows us something in Scripture and we don't want to do it. The key to following Jesus, the key to seeing God's blessing and provision and supply in our life is simply doing what Jesus tells us to do. And if we do that and we need a miracle, miracles still happen because Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So my friend, be inspired, take courage, take heart, read the scripture, feed your spirit. And if you find yourself in a crisis, you find yourself in a situation where you need a miracle in your life, the good news is he still works miracles. This was the first miracle, it's not the last miracle. God bless you, my friends. I love you, I appreciate you, and I hope to see you in services this Sunday.